1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Well, welcome, ladies, and y'all look absolutely beautiful tonight. Turn to somebody and say, you look beautiful tonight. Turn to somebody else and say, you look beautiful tonight. Because you certainly do. And let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for the opportunity we have to gather together as women of faith. We thank you that this is the start of a year of refreshing for all of us our homes and our families, our businesses. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here tonight as we sing songs of worship and praise and as we hear your word. We thank you that you have given us times of refreshing and we will experience more refreshing in this year than ever before in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. And you may be seated. And we're going to be talking tonight about times of refreshing and how that this is, I'm declaring for me in my house, and I hope you will join me in it, a year of refreshing. You know, uh, when you think of spring, you think of all things being made new again. And I know after the uh, blast of winter we just had a couple of weeks ago, everything's looking a little bit uh, dead outside, but that doesn't matter because there are signs of spring. I saw some trees budding, mm -hmm. and I see a few blades of green grass sticking up. So soon and very soon we're going to see how that the earth refreshes itself and it makes itself new and how God put that to in operation in the earth. And just as he did that in the earth, he does it in our lives as well. So we're going to talk about times of refreshing and about being refreshed. And we're going to talk about how we can be not only refreshed ourselves and refresh ourselves, but we can refresh others as well. And we're going to begin with some scriptures, Jessica, yes. and you're going to lead off by talking about what? Your outer refresh. Refresh your physical body. Um, it's so easy to become drained, whether it's your job or school. I know we got high school students over there. They're busy schedules. Um, being a mom, being a wife. Um, if we don't take time for ourselves, we can become drained easily. So how do we become, or how do we refresh our physical bodies? Um, it's just simple, practical stuff that's in the Bible. In Genesis 18, Abraham has three visitors come to his tent, which is actually the Lord and two angels. But he says, Abraham, say, Abraham says to them, let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answer, do as you say. So part of refreshing our physical bodies is just simply taking care of ourselves, eating, sleeping, resting, exercising, and we've all been hangry, that hungry, <laughs> angry. Is, um, like recently, Julia, she's uh, three, 
She was being cranky. I knew she wasn't tired. And then I asked her, do you want a snack? She's like, yes. I said, OK, yes, let's have a snack. And everything was fixed. And I thought, yeah, some people just throw some snacks at them. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe carry around some peppermints. Do you want some candy? <laughs> I don't know. But you know, we can't ignore the obvious physical needs that we have and then expect for the spirit to walk in the spirit if we're, our stomachs are growling. I mean, you know, like simple stuff, but if we ignore our bodies, it's going to catch up with us eventually. Yes, right. And um, God himself rested. In Exodus 31, 17, it will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and re was refreshed. So if God took time to rest, how much more do we need to do that? And it's so easy to come up with excuses. Like, well, you know, these high school students I was talking about, you know, they're busy. They've got school. They've got sports. They've got their friends. Or, you know, like, I've got five kids. No one lets me go to the bathroom by myself. You know? You don't want to. People ask me a question. As I was walking into the bathroom, I go, let me go to the bathroom. And then I'll... I'll talk to you. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, getting rest helps us look refreshed. Yes. You know, there's other parts we're talking about, like the inner refresh. But, you know, getting rest helps us look refreshed. Right. And outward appearance matters, which it, I almost cringe saying that because of the culture we're in right now. But it doesn't make it not true. It's right. still true. Appearance does matter. Yes. And man looks at the outward appearance, and it affects your health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, in Ruth 3.3, Naomi tells Ruth, wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best, best clothes, then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. So Naomi gave Ruth that sound advice, and you know, you find out later on, it worked, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's, there is a, a real positive to putting your best foot forward. And because it makes you feel like you're on top of things or mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you are uh, the take charge person or, you know, you're not trying to hide from people, but you're putting <laughs> yourself out there. And so I think it is important to, to feel like we're at our best as much as possible, if not every day. Mm -hmm. And to, to take care of ourselves because we're, as women, you end up taking care of others all the time and being concerned about others and what they're wearing and what they're eating and when they're sleeping. And if we're not careful, we forget to take care of ourselves and to have that place in our lives where we're doing something every day to take care of ourselves and to uh, help ourselves feel like we're on top of things mm -hmm. and we feel good about ourselves. You know, they're feeling good about yourself. And I preach to myself because I've been staring in my closet, you know, winter clothes mixed with you know, older clothes and clothes I don't like and clothes I don't want to wear. And so part of that, too, is is making sure that, you know, we don't put on things that make us feel bad about ourselves or we hate how we look or we hate how we feel, but we're, we're, we feel good in what we're doing and how we look and what we're wearing. And if that means, you know, giving a lot of clothes away mm -hmm. that we don't like to wear, then so be it. We should do it. Right. And it's yeah. not like a specific size, you know, it's no. whatever you feel good, good in. in. Yes. And if you want to go smaller, then that's fine. But, you know, don't just lock on to a certain size, right. you know, and, you know, 
don't deprive yourself, but also don't like be into gluttony, you know? Yeah. So it's a, so it's a middle, but you know, it's when you have a rough day, sometimes, like you said, getting dressed and putting your best foot forward, it helps maybe shift your attitude sometimes. And then I found the days that I didn't really put makeup on or something, or I didn't put it on till right before Austin gets home. Those were the days I was just kind of like, I don't want to take any pictures with Emily or something, you know, because I was like, I don't look, feel like myself or something, you know, mm -hmm. and so now yeah. I'll do it more often just so that I feel more like yeah. me. And it's not like full Sunday makeup or, you know, like, <laughs> you know, just some effort. Well, along with that, uh, in January, how many feel like they have too much clutter in yeah. a closet? Mm -hmm. So that was mine and Derek's closet. Mm -hmm. When Riley was born, we had to move out all of his uh, police gear, ammo, weapons, um, <laughs> Bulletproof vests, uniforms, you know, they have dress uniforms, they have casual uniforms, they have training uniforms. Our master closet became, um, you know, all police gear everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have Derek's, um, you know, slacks and shirts and everything. So we, we fit it all in there. And, um, you know, I have two racks, top and bottom. And then I took the shoe shelf. So his shoes was like, here's a layer of shoes. Here's another layer of shoes. Here's all the duty boots and everything. Mm -hmm. So Emma would come in and Riley, you know, throw the shoes around, play, get into boxes and things. You know, all the stuff that they're not supposed to touch is, of course, up on the very top shelf. And it just wreaked havoc like our outward appearance trying to get ready and then you know here you know Riley's now a toddler so she's throwing things out shoes at me or my purses or just things I'm like where did you find this this has got to be like 15 years old I don't even know why I'm hanging on to some of this stuff like she's old tickets from some baseball game yes. we went to that I'm sure it has a memory I can't remember now though so I think wait, wait was that in a purse somewhere like what clutter do I keep so I thought, you know, this is stressful to me. Mm -hmm. And it's showing on my outward appearance when I'm trying to get ready and then, of course, get the girls ready to get out the door. So I went through and took everything out of the closet one day. And like you said, I tried on things and was like, I don't know why I still have this. I hate wearing this or mm -hmm. something. And even maternity clothes, I have them. I'm thinking, okay, it's time to divulge because I think I wore that with Emma. I didn't wear that with Riley. There's obviously a reason. It's time to purge a little bit. Yeah. And then I redid it all. And Derek actually has shoe shelves, like <laughs> shoes on the shelves now. And I think... That, but that just helped me. It, like I found inner peace with that. <laughs> and then, of course, he came home and he was happy yeah. and getting ready is easier. And so I think, you know, even just outward appearance, outward refresh, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you need to do to find your calm, maybe take a few minutes and do that. But mm -hmm. for me, like that just helps me now where I get ready and I feel like, oh, I walk in and I grab something and uh, he's able to get ready. It's just a lot more calm. Mm -hmm. Something you actually want to put on. Something you want to put on, yes. There <laughs> you go, my word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, um, you know, we're talking about appearance, but I do want to address Proverbs 31:30. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So of course, the fear of the Lord is more important than appearance, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you can just write off appearance completely. And, Hopefully not. Right. <laughs> I've got the spirit of the Lord, you know. 
No. So, but you know, there's a balance and we should have a spirit of excellence when it comes to our appearance. And we've been talking about Dr. Fred Price a lot recently. Mm -hmm. And that was one of his things is mm -hmm. excellence and everything. Yeah. And everything that we put our hands to, mm -hmm. you know, should bring glory to God. And that's even our appearance, our children, how we dress them, make mm -hmm. sure their shoes fit, make sure their clothes look nice, mm -hmm. you know. It, It'd be awful if I looked good and my kids didn't. Yes. You know, it's the whole thing. Like, everything that I do should have a spirit of excellence. Not, like, excellence to where it's rigid or, you know, I, I don't know. But the, through God, you know, like, through love, you know, yeah. I'm trying to make it the best that I can do. Yeah. And, um... I was going to say, it's not just about beauty, it's about effort. And it's obvious when there is no effort. You right. can't just roll out of bed and yeah. go to work and go to school and go to church. I mean, I, I feel like some people were not taught that. So you can no longer use that excuse. I have told you, you cannot roll out of bed <laughs> and go to work, go to school, and go to church. Right. Emma loves to tell me, Mom, you didn't put on your makeup today. You look really tired. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Emma. This is really encouraging yeah. to we me. We all look tired with all our makeup on after yes. 22. So, <laughs> you know. But, but sometimes, not only does that help you, it can help the people around you because yeah. they think, oh, look, mom's cheerful today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, yeah, they're like, keep your distance, you know. <laughs> so but, that, that is excellent. And let's go back and linger for just a few seconds, if okay. we can, because when pastor watches this, he's going to want to know why I didn't uh, make a point of uh, that little passage in Ruth. Because so uh, Ruth is getting advice from her mother-in-law. Ruth's husband's dead, her mother-in-law's husband's dead. And uh, being a good mother-in-law, she wants Ruth to get married and have a new chance to build a life. Mm -hmm. And so she's telling her, put your best foot forward. You know, don't go to this rich man's property, to this place where all of these other young women will be and just the way you're looking right now yes. is my interpretation. Yes. And so she's telling her, you know, perfume yourself, get dressed in your best clothes. And it's not that, you know, if you're young and single and you'd love to uh, have someone ask you out on a date and uh, be a potential uh candidate for someone who may be looking for a wife. It's not that you have to put on your very best clothes every day, but you should put forth your best efforts every day. And like we have been talking about, feel good, not just in the skin you're in, but feel good in what you're wearing. And let's just be honest, as women, a lot of times we have clothes that don't make us feel good in them. They're, they're too tight, they pinch, they're they're whatever, the color is not flattering. Have you ever bought a dress or a pair of shoes or something on sale because it was so deep discounted, you thought, I cannot pass this up. <laughs> and then years later, it's in your closet staring at you. You think, why did I buy the, these ugly shoes or they pinch my feet and they make me cranky <laughs> or this dress? I bought a dress once. 
that was the most hideous color. <laughs> it wasn't beige and it wasn't gold. I do not know what color it was. And when I put it on, I literally, it like it drained me. I looked, I thought, I looked like a corpse in it. I've never it just, seen it. I mean, it didn't matter how much, yes. It didn't matter how much makeup I put on, I looked horrible in it. And I would put it on for Sunday mornings and stare at myself in the mirror and think, I cannot go looking like this. And I take it off, but because it was such a great deal, I hung it back in my closet. And it was, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a ghost that hangs there and it reminds you, well, you bought me, you should wear me. But I think there's, there's this whole thing of uh, freedom to uh, feel good yes. about who we are and, and that means getting rid of things, not, not your husband if you're married, but getting rid of things that don't make you feel good about who you are and how you feel. So there we go. We talked about Ruth and uh, her mother-in-law, and it was successful. She attracted the attention of the rich young man who owned that property and got married and but I think what Pastor would want us to point out is that our job doesn't end when we say, I do. Pastor is very adamant about that. I mean, it was my wedding day, and Pastor was like, now, Christina, you know, right, that you say, I do, but he's not going to want you to look any different than you do <laughs> five years, ten years, you know. And we were looking at pictures the other day, and you have five-year-olds. They tell you the brutal, honest truth. Emma goes, wow, Mom, you were so young and beautiful. And I was like, thank you, Emma. I was like, she goes, no, I mean, you're still pretty. But, you know, where you have to still woo your man because, you know, um, the devil will try all kind of divisive ways. But, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I feel blah. You know, I say eat the chocolate, get dressed, put your makeup on, and when your man comes home from work, throw your arms around him, kiss him, love on him, and he'll be like, whoa, <laughs> who is this woman in my house? But you have to still want to uh, put that effort in for your marriage and to woo him to you. And a lot of times I know for women, the stereotype is, well, he doesn't put in enough effort. Well, you know, put on something hot, um, put on, go, take the kids over to the grandparents, let them eat too much sugar and pass out, and, you know, dance around the living room together. But part of it is where you still are married, and that's part of our job, is to woo our husbands. Right. And, you know, not just when we're trying to get the husband, but also to keep the husband right. and to do our part as well. And, you know, some of that outward refresh for women, I think, is finding time for yourself, which, where, where, where do you fit that in? Right. But, you know, uh, you have to. lately, <laughs> I've had to make myself, you know, after I put Riley down for nap and after I do the grading and before I get Emma from preschool, you know, I make myself jog. And, you know, if I can get 15 minutes in, I think that's really good. <laughs> if I can get 25 minutes in, I think that's even better. But whatever I have to do to release a little bit for myself and then to have just some time for me and to work on that outward appearance, um, you know, right. you do what's best for you. But take care of yourselves, women, because, you know, we think of ourselves last. When we're shopping for those new clothes, mm -hmm. we think, wow, you know, my kids look so stylish every three months as they grow and grow and grow. And, you know, here I am still trying to fit in my same sweater. Old, same old, yeah. Yes, yeah, but, like, huh, well, no. Were we in I-30 when I wore that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, no, time I know it's yourself. bad when you show up for church 
and you have some wonderful dear lady greet you and she says pastor sue i remember when you wore that on easter sunday back at the first building <laughs> and i think yes and then i i always recover and say yes my daughter says mom that's not vintage it's just old don't wear it again <laughs> so then you go and you put that away but i thought it was great what you were saying too about not just rolling out of bed and then just showing up because i think culturally right now it's totally appropriate. I see people, well, used to when everything was open. Now, hopefully, everything will be open again. Uh, you know, young young women, beautiful young women. You know, they're beautiful, but they they just it didn't look like they put a brush through their hair. It looked like they're still wearing their pajama pants and some kind of t-shirt and then some flip flops. And you know, if you go to class like that, if you you know, then you wonder, well, why why don't I ever have a date. Why doesn't there anybody ever want to talk to me? Well, you don't, if you don't look like you even brushed your teeth and combed your hair, people may be afraid to talk to you. So it's yes. important how we feel about ourselves shows up on the outside. So we have to put the effort in. Well, now's the time to make the habit, no matter what yeah. stage you're in. It's just a habit. And, you know, you, you just got to remind yourself, I mean, how long does it really take to do your makeup? I mean, some of us is longer, some of us is shorter, but really five minutes. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, just take the time and, you know, there's that saying of if you don't like the task you have to do, just time it. You know, like, it's really not going to take that much time and you'll feel better after you do it. Exactly. Um, but our bodies are God's temple, which is also why we have to have that spirit of excellence when it comes to taking care of ourselves and our bodies. In 1 Corinthians 3, 16 do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So it's not even just about us. Mm -hmm. It's God's temple. He, we are the spirit and the body he gave us. Mm -hmm. And we need to take care of it because this is the only one we got. Yes. So good point. And uh, Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 4, 8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value of, for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So he's saying physical training isn't the most important, but it does have value. Mm -hmm. And um, so whether like it's a 15 minute workout that you can get in, I was doing, I was having a little good streak. And then um, of working out. And then Emily started not sleeping. And then I was like, who needs to work out? <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to sit. <laughs> so, you know, there's like 15 minute workout videos on YouTube, or if it's the full blown thing, or for you, it's a massage, a, yes. you know, pedicure, whatever it is that you've got to schedule to, mm -hmm. you know, have something to look forward to, not even every day, but if you're like, okay, I've got that massage right. coming up or, you know, whatever right. it is, just find something. And it doesn't have to cost money either. Or if it's a walk outside, whatever mm -hmm. it is, something to refresh yourself and just build yourself up. So um, you mentioned the pajamas. I wanted to end with something funny sure. while I, you know, stepped on everyone's toes about not rolling out of bed. So in high school, the trend was pajamas. And I went to high school where you could wear whatever you wanted. We didn't have a uniform. And one day, my mom just said, you're not wearing pajamas to school. And I was like, all right, nice discussion. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, sometimes as the mom, you just got to lay down the rules. Like, I, mean, I don't, I, 
I don't know, sometimes I wonder, there's a dress code, y'all. You know, your bra strap <laughs> should not be showing. Thank you. Okay, you should be able to bend down in the dress you're wearing. Yes. Well, it's quiet. <laughs> what else, man? Uh, your shoes should fit. I mean, you know, I mean. I don't think your midriff should show if you're past 19. <laughs> that, you know, I don't think at all, especially because I have a 10-year-old now. I'm like, no, no, no midriff ever. 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 <laughs> never, ever. And I'm not <laughs> talking about the pool or the beach either. Right. So. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, dress for crop yourself, tops your body. Are cute on on young girls. Right. But uh, they're not. not my they're not appropriate <laughs> every not place, mine. and they're certainly not appropriate if your midriff is no longer what it was when you were a teenager. Man, I have dug myself in here. Let's move on. I know. I said something about dress length, and man, it went quiet. So I don't know. I know y'all aren't wearing short dresses. I'm just, I was clearing it for, I was seeing it for the moms who don't want to have to harp it on their teenage daughters all the time. I'll say it for y'all. You know, there's appropriate clothes. Yeah. So if you're the teenager and your mom says something to you, she says it in love. We're saying all this in love. Yeah. You know, I'd rather someone who loves me tell me something versus someone who doesn't love me tell me it harshly and it come from, I don't, from wherever. I don't know. I'm saying it out of love. We're saying it out of love. So, I don't know. Uh, before I step on more toes, Christina will continue. <laughs> um, so tonight, I'll talk about inner refresh, refreshing our soul. Um, and... You know, how do we do that? How do we find that peace with everything that we're working on in our daily lives? You know, getting up, making the breakfast, fixing the lunches, getting everybody out the door, getting everybody ready, uh, dropping kids off, doing your work. Um, you know, whether you're a full-time, part-time, um, you know, just momming all day mm -hmm. and everybody's momming all day around work and home stuff and taking care of husbands. I know I would say that uh, keep your devotional time every day. You know, we all need that. And, you know, of course, you know, we say, well, I go to church. Well, I go to girl talk. Yeah, but you need to start your day off in prayer. I need to start my day off in prayer. That just kind of helps reset. Sometimes I even pray when I'm driving Emma to preschool, um, you know, because I notice the tone of the day mm -hmm. starts differently if I haven't. Mm -hmm. And uh, that can help an inner refresh also, um, you know, uh, sometimes in the chaos of the day, before Derek gets home from work, um, my attitude, my countenance affects his attitude and his countenance because the, he's doing a job that I wouldn't want to do. And so when he comes in from his day, you know, I can see the weight on him and sometimes uh, I just think I have to refresh myself before he gets home. Whether it's, um, get, you know, sometimes uh, if uh, Emma's tired from preschool or her and Riley are getting into it over whatever, you know, my goodness, if everybody has the same color marker, you know, mm -hmm. so <laughs> whatever it is now that Riley's big enough to want everything that Emma has. Yes. And so I just turn on some music and say, okay, we're going to dance party this. We're going to dance this out, you know, and we're going to laugh. We're going to have fun. We're going to turn this moment around. We're going to go outside. We're going to play or, you know, I'll spend a few minutes by myself 
just so that when he walks in that door, I'm not like, you would not believe. You know, even if I feel that way inside, sometimes, right, that adds to making the night harder than it needs to be. So our inner refresh is to refresh those around us and set that tone for our home for the rest of the evening. And not, it's not a fake thing, not to act mm -hmm. like everything's perfect, nothing went wrong that day, but just so, uh, you know, we save things that we have to talk about later right. without the girls there, but that we refresh ourselves. I like Psalm 23.3, it says, he refreshes my soul. Mm -hmm. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Mm -hmm. So we look to him, we start our day off with him, and that's the most important thing. I think um, Proverbs 11:25 says, "A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed." So, as yeah. women, we look at that out of a generous spirit. You know, mm -hmm. how can I refresh those around me? Right. My husband, my children, of course, our immediate family, and then when we see others, you know, when we see. Um, those other moms around us. You know, how can I love on another mom? How can I just give her a compliment to boost her day? Because, you know, sometimes those unexpected compliments right. where, you know, we think, oh my goodness, the struggle is real. Screaming toddler, I feel like I'm going insane. And just, you know, for somebody to stop and say a kind word or be like, you know, I've been there, you survive. You will survive, you know, some mornings where I have somebody stop me with Riley and she is a runner. She will take off running. You know, Emma was not a runner. Emma was like, hold on to my sweater or my leg, you know, in public. But Riley, man, I'll turn around to grab a cup of coffee and she runs outdoors. <laughs> and I just think, oh my word, I did not have that before with Emma. So, I mean, I'm always like, you know, holding her like this in a barrel roll to grab the coffee <laughs> so she cannot take off running real quick. But, you know, for people just to laugh and say a funny story about their kid, encourage me, I think, oh, I want to pass that on to other moms I see in that moment of struggle of, you know, you will survive this, this is normal, yeah. or tell a funny story of, yep, she, this is a bolter too, totally will run the other way if you're not <laughs> or, watching. <laughs> yeah, and the girls in high school too, I think um, for me that was one of the harder phases of having that confidence I wish I had mm -hmm. um, now, you know, because now I think after five kids, you're pretty bulletproof. You're like, whatever, you know? I mean, like, I, I mean, it is true. I wish I had this confidence that I did, or that I have now back then. So for the younger girls, build each other up. Yeah. Um, and you'll build yourself up too in the meantime. But, you know, if if everyone gets along, then everything is easier, you know, yeah. and no matter what stage of life, but especially those high school, junior high years, um, the nicer you are to each other, the better it's going to be. And you can enjoy those years versus looking back and thinking, oh my gosh, I barely made it. But, yeah. you know, it's just be kind to everyone. It really, and then it, it's so nice um, when you encourage someone and then later on they'll say, you, you know, that was the perfect thing I needed that day. And you think, I, I didn't know, you know, and, and sometimes you know directly when it's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you don't, but, you know, just, it doesn't hurt to say it, to encourage someone. Right, because you never know what they're thinking that day or what their day was like before you ran across their path. 
Right. And it can make all the difference. You know, and sometimes people, they may not remember you, but when they're around you, they remember how they were either encouraged or discouraged mm -hmm. in your presence. Right. And, you know, sometimes people can leave your presence and be uplifted. And then they go on and their day has improved. And I'd say for the young, for the college age, high school girls, you know, um, that when I was in that waiting period of, okay, I'm getting my education, then what, you know, I'm ready to meet the person that I want to marry. You know, don't be discouraged. That's a way that Satan just lies and he just kind of sticks you with that of discouragement and never settle for the right now because the right now always changes. You know, you make yourself busy. The best thing that I ever heard was when Marilyn Hickey spoke here many, many years ago and she just said, you know, if, if you haven't met Mr. Right Now, that's God saying you're not ready. Even if you sit there and say, I'm ready right now, I'm ready right now, you know. And that's God saying that there's things in your life that you need to work on, right. that you need to get ready for. The best thing you can do for yourself is to get your education mm -hmm. and to find your pursuits, but then to serve God. Because when we serve him, he won't fail us. He won't let us down. He won't not bring Mr. Right. And he always comes through. But if we just throw off everything and say, well, I'm just going to go and grab somebody that's breathing, uh, you know, then the world is full of struggles and disappointments. But, you know, the best thing that we can do is to live for him and to take time to encourage yourself. You know, if you're a young woman, I would say the best thing you can do is to get trained, get educated to do something with your life. And whether you end up staying home for a time, whether you work part-time, you know, you need to find something to do because the worst thing you can do is to waste time doing nothing because that's how at any, any point, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, you just end up messed up, hurt, discouraged, and worse off. You know, get training, get a degree, find something that you're passionate about, that you want to pursue, that will provide you income, whether even that it can be part-time income in your future, full-time income, but that you can help you support your family when you need to. But that's where you get that encouragement in yourself where you say, I accomplished this, I did this, and you're serving God, you're loving him, because then he brings along Mr. Right. Um, instead of just Mr. Right Now. That's so good because uh, we have to always be aware, you know, as we were worshiping the Lord tonight and the songs we were singing, were you aware of the presence of the Lord? And we need to be more aware of his presence because he is always aware of us. Mm -hmm. He always sees us. And that's part of being able, I think, to... Uh, then take care of ourselves as well as others, but then also refresh others because we're aware that even as we're giving out to others, being a blessing to others, refreshing others, that my God sees me and he's going to refresh me. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring the right thing, the right person, the right, the right situation, the right blessing into my life, and he's going to refresh me. And so that's so important then because then there doesn't have to be any jealousy because 
what God will do for one, he'll do for, for all, he'll do right. for me. Yeah. And so, but he sees me and he sees me. And because he sees me, I can be a giver. Mm -hmm. I can be a lover and a giver. And we've talked about that so many times before in different messages in different ways. But that's part of this being uh, a refreshing to others is being a giver. Right. Faith over fear. Yes. Like the shirts say, you know, faith yeah. over fear where, you know, there's so many things we can be fearful of, um, whether it's a bolting kid where you think, oh gosh, I can't get them out of that car seat. Cause once you get them out of that car seat, you don't know where they're going to end up. <laughs> or whether it's, you know, believing God when your kids go off to college, that they'll, that you've trained them yeah. the right way, that they know God's word, that they'll love him forever. Or that you're, you know, uh, faith over fear. You're believing God for your future mate or yeah you're believing God for unsafe family members, whatever it is that, you know, and all these uncertain times that yes. we live by faith. We Absolutely. don't live by fear. Absolutely. And this is a year of refreshing for us. For, for other people, for people in the world, it might be uh, a year of more whatever, fear. But it's not for us who know the Lord. It's a year of refreshing because he refreshes us. Mm -hmm. So just like there's the... Uh, refresh on the outer mm -hmm. on the appearance and that and then there's the refresh in the of refreshing of the soul the mind the will and the emotions and the refreshing that we give others then we can also refresh our spirit and that's the most important because we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body so true refreshing comes from the born again spirit and so because i'm born again then the, my heart is refreshed. My spirit is refreshed. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And I love that because when we walk with him and we repent of our sins, as we walk with the Lord through this life, he brings us times of refreshing. He'll bring us times of refreshing. And so, you know, for me, I'm a grandmother now and uh, more than a few times over, praise the Lord. And it's so wonderful because along with that comes a different kind of refreshing. You know, it's a different kind of refreshing uh, for my spirit, but also my soul and my body because, you know, I may be feeling tired. I may be feeling OLD, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> if those little ones show up, then all of a sudden my youth is renewed like the eagles because I have to snap to it and, and, and meet their bidding and, and do everything. And so, you know, he brings us refreshing and that's true uh, for all of us, no matter what age we are, no matter, you know, what kind of work we do, no matter uh, who uh, or how many we have in our family, he brings us times of refreshing. First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 18 says, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. And so we, ref we get refreshed in the word of God. That's why it's so important, you know, to, to go to church, to be where they preach the word of God, straight and written as it is. Um, and it's also important that we refresh each other with, you know, by being full of the word of God, with the encouragement that only comes from knowing him and walking by the spirit 
and having the word of God in our mouths. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 13 says, By all this we are encouraged. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. So we have this, this ability, because we're born again, to refresh others, not just physically by offering someone a meal or something you know, nice to drink, uh, or by, you know, encouraging them, by telling them how great they look. But we, we have this ability to actually refresh one another in the spirit mm -hmm. and with the word of God and with, with words from the Lord that encourage one another. Philemon chapter 1 and verse 7 says, Your love, O Lord, has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. So we can refresh each other's hearts each other's spirits in the Lord. Philemon 1 and verse 20 says, I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. And so the most important refreshing I think we, we can do, all of it's important, but the most important is for us to refresh ourselves in our hearts and our spirit by spending time with the Lord, uh, by spending time saying praises unto God, playing praise music in the car or at home, and just being full of, of his presence and uh, drawing close unto him. Well, you know, when we get dry spiritually, we get kind of dry in our souls. We get kind of dry in every way. And so we can be full of the spirit and then we can refresh one another in the spirit and by the spirit and with the spirit of God and be led by the spirit because you could be led by the Spirit sometimes to speak to someone standing in line at the grocery store or dropping your children off at school or whatever it might be that would really encourage them in the Lord. It may be just the word that they need to hear to know that they're, they're not alone and that God sees them as he sees us all. And so it's spring. And so we are going to allow not just the earth around us to be refreshed this spring by the hand of God, the handiwork of God as things bud and flourish, but we're going to remind ourselves as the flowers of God, as the women of God, that we're going to refresh ourselves. We're going to refresh ourselves outwardly, and we're going to refresh ourselves by inwardly, but we're going to also refresh ourselves by the Spirit of God, and that comes from the Word of God. And clinging to that uh, Word is so important to stand firm. I liked what Pastor said, I believe it was Wednesday night, you know, he says, we're not going to get out of this alive, speaking of life on this earth. And that's so true. And so I think, you know, nothing holds people back more than fear. And if we're full of faith, faith over fear, there shouldn't be any fear in our hearts as the women of God. And so we eradicate fear with the word of God and with the spirit of God. The Lord loves us all. He sees us all. And he wants to bring us times of refreshing. And so as we walk with him, you know, if we, if we stumble, if we sin, we repent and then we say, Lord, bring me times of refreshing because he loves us and he wants to refresh us each and every day. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us, 
and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.